0: stress all night. Take your mind off your money and focus on your life. Money don't matter all the stuff it bought. It's the way you think, not what you've got. Yeah. Unlock Your Wealth Radio starts now.
1: Welcome to Unlock Your Wealth Radio. This part of the show is sponsored by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash free book and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And uh, welcome, everyone. I'm Heather Wagonhalls, your purveyor of prosperity, flanked by the maestro of moolah, Michael Terry. Hey, folks. And we have an in-studio guest today, uh, my nephew, Justin, my, the uh, prince of investing <laughs> that he is. I mean, what other 15-year-old makes 12% returns annually?
0: Nice. What are the stocks he's
1: buying? <laughs> well, he's, he doesn't want to share his secrets, so oh, okay. I've asked him to be on. So right now, he's just going to be silent in the back.
0: 12%. Good are you going to do the
1: investor word? You want to do the investor word of the day? Um, well, it's about this week's key, but you have to come up and read it. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the word? No, I mean, it's not the word. I have the word here. I can't give it away. I'm trying to create suspense for the audience so that they will want to listen.
0: Yeah, you have to you have to stand on your own two feet to read the word. Yeah, you got to come over to the mic <laughs> and read the word. But and, we, un- we understand if he's a little.
1: Yeah, weird. if you want to chicken out. So much for being taller than me. You're certainly not uh, smarter or stronger or, or, or more intimidating like than I me. Said, I'm the guy in the background. Yeah, he wants to be the guy. Well, you are yeah. right now. Yeah, he's the associate producer. <laughs> the, the associate producer and uh, prince of investing, uh, Justin. Well, that's, there we a, go.
0: that's impressive. 12%. Good Lord.
1: Yeah, and he's been doing it since he was 12. He's been making twelve percent a year since wow. he was twelve. Yeah. All
0: right. Well, we'll we'll tie him up. That's pre-tax. Torture but him after the show. There you see go. We, <laughs> see if we can get something out of
1: him. <laughs> he's pretty savvy. Yeah. You know, he's a, and he knows how to feed the goose. He reinvests. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't try to you know cut the neck off the goose and grab yeah. the golden eggs. He's got that's, it figured out. That's great. Uh, so anyway, so what is this week's key?
0: Remember real estate
1: that's us key ten. we're clipping through. We only have three more shows left in the season after today, and then we start uh over again
0: yay and you never you know you never cease to amaze me and come up with more stuff that's related to these thirteen keys so.
1: well, there's so much i mean you know I could probably I could probably do a one day like workshop for each key, yeah. It's that good because, you know, like one time when I did, for example, on the, uh, the keys with, um, of the 13th key become a voracious reader, I had the world's fastest reader on. Wow. And, uh, he came and he taught us how to read and talked about the importance of it, but he also like how to learn better too. He finished like college, like uber fast. I can't, Hmm. I like, his name is on the tip of my tongue. I can see the show page that he was on. Uh, but he's the world's fastest reader. We wow. should have him on again because it's been so long.
0: Not Evelyn Woods.
1: No, no. <laughs> he's um, And, and I did Elev- Evelyn Woods a long time ago. And then there was a guy here in town, actually, that created software in the Evelyn Woods format that trained your eye to read. It was mm-hmm. a really neat mm-hmm. program. I was one of their beta testers, actually. It was called like Aladdin or something. I can't remember. It was a lot of years ago. It was mm-hmm. like... More than ten years ago, and it was really nifty. But his is pretty cool. I bought it for all the grandkids and stuff. I know they're both. <laughs> We're losing. If, if this was a, a, a televised show, you guys would be getting a kick out of it because uh, my nephew sprawled out on the floor with the dog. We only have one prosperity poochie today. We don't have two, but in in Big Z's stead, we have uh, Justin <laughs> <laughs> hanging out with the dog. You'll so. Really Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, so I could probably go on, you know, and I could do a full interactive engaging workshop because I've done just key three as its own standalone workshop called, you know, like goal achievement strategies and, and which is the dreams with deadlines key and we've been able to make the most of it. So yeah, this week's key is pretty powerful because here's where we learn how to, take all of those skills that we've gotten, all of our spending in control reduced or eliminated our debt to the point that we can actually start investing in real estate. So last week, um, we talked about on our Keys to Riches show how um, how the four layers of risk play into with our Create Credit Key. And so this week, we're going to talk about how we can exponentially increase our effectiveness when it comes to investing with real estate. But you've got to get that on our Keys to Riches radio program. And you just find that at keystoriches.com. It's become such a popular segment that we couldn't do it in the 15 minutes that were allotted on the show. So now it's become its own show called the Keys to Riches powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio. And so you can just surf over to keystoriches.com or it's also on our Unlock Your Wealth Radio channel on iTunes um, and wherever, like we're everywhere. And um, we're working on a new deal, too, as a matter of fact, um, with uh, uh, the show and another outlet that it'll be carried. But I'm just teasing you with it. But, yeah, uh, yeah, we started negotiations Mm. to get on another channel. um, Nice. That'll be very, very cool. So uh, anyway, uh, this week uh, we have two guests uh, from our Freedom Fest season. And that would be Dale Ledbetter, who is the author of... How Wall Street Rips You Off. And then we also have Joanne Skoushen, who's one of the co-founders of Freedom Fest. And she is also the head honcho at the... Anthem Film Festival, which is a, a opportunity, it's a competition as well, so it's like a Sundance, so it's like a, mm-hmm. a film festival where you compete, but it's an opportunity to, for libertarian and free-thinking, liberty-minded people to be able to make film and have a place to showcase their talents and promote the thoughts and ideas of uh, economic freedom, personal freedom, uh, political freedom, all sorts of stuff. I
0: think I saw an Anthem film the other day. I saw the logo. Is the logo a, a guy with a globe on his back?
1: Uh, I, I don't know what the I Anthem I, Film Festival yeah. logo oh, is. You know,
0: this, was, this was the production co- The production company was named Anthem. So it wasn't the same thing.
1: Oh, okay. No, probably my not mistake. that. My mistake. But yeah, so, um, and it's amazing some of the films that they come up with. And they're all sorts of length. They got short, small features, uh-huh. little vignettes, and then cool. they got the bigger films too. So, um, and I think you can watch them at the freedomfest.com website, as a matter of fact. So, we're going to meet with uh, and listen into my interviews from Freedom Fest with those two on today's show, which I'm pretty excited about. Uh, because I think that, um, you know, without personal or political freedom, you can't have economic freedom and you're not, you're never going to be financially free if you can't have that. So uh, it's, it's very near and dear um, to my heart as a, as a passion that goes hand in hand with building wealth, because you have to be, you have to be in a free society. And as a matter of fact, the interview that we'll um, uh, use with the, uh, when we visit with Lee Schoolin uh, is going to uh, really illustrate that because she was part of the one percenters from China. Right. And she talks about what life was like pre-communist China mm-hmm. and then what happened post-communist and why she lives here in America now.
0: Right, right. And
1: she's not looking back.
0: I'm, I'm looking forward to that.
1: It's, it's, it's amazing. I mean, it's going to make you uh, cry. I mean, yeah. it's just it, – and it's yeah. going to
0: anger you. You're
1: going to be so infuriated and you're just – you're just going to, you know. And, and then when you hear her story and how she's totally triumphed over all of that tragedy tragedy being here in the US, it's just so it makes you feel good again. But it's a roller coaster ride. That's a great yeah. interview. It's unbelievable. Uh, so, uh, word of the day, moolah word of the day. Are you ready? Right. So, it actually goes hand in hand with this week's keys, as a matter of fact, which I'm pretty happy about. And that would be a mortgage, the mortgage. Mortgage. A Mortgage. A mortgage is a loan to finance the purchase of real estate, usually with specified payment periods and interest rates. The borrower, known as the mortgagor, which is the giver of the mortgage, gives the lender, the mortgagee, recipient of said loan. A lien on the property as collateral for the loan. So what's interesting is, you know, they're called mortgage instruments, but they work differently depending on what part of the country you live in. So some states are mortgage states and some states are deed of trust states. And that's kind of like the title and the way in which you hold it. So for example, if you are in an attorney state, um, and this is like kind of throughout the East is kind of where this is. And then the further west you go and and, and the wild Bill Hickok you become once you get to Arizona, <laughs> we're a deed of trust state. So we function differently. And so just, you know, when you buy a home with a mortgage instrument in the East or in a state that does it with, that's a mortgage state specifically, the bank owns the home and you make payments and you become the owner When you have fully satisfied the mortgage. Gotcha. But like here in Arizona, we're a deed of trust state. Which means? So how that works differently is that when you go through the mortgage process and apply for the loan, um, you don't really have a mortgage. You have a promissory note that you assign to a trustor. And, or I'm sorry, to a trustee that holds it. So you hold the title to the property. You are mm-hmm. the actual legal owner of the property. And then you post it as collateral against the loan you take. And wow. so so it's held in trust, if you will. Gotcha. That's where the where, where the deed of trust date comes in. So you own your home 100% you finance it with a loan and then you pledge your property as collateral to secure that loan with a third party
0: okay so in in all in for all intents and purposes when it comes right down to application and being in the world today what's the difference from on a day-to-day basis what what what's the actual difference
1: the difference day-to-day non-existent if you None. pay your loan yeah if you don't pay your mortgage and default on it, right. the way in which the foreclosure proceedings happen is different. Gotcha. Okay. okay. So, because you've pledged it as collateral here, we're a non judicial state. So, the mortgage company just says, Hey, you're in default. You need to fix this. And they give you a period of time to fix it. So, um, and if you don't fix it, you know, uh, within 90 days, they can foreclose which means a knock on the door and you're out on your keister. And that's completely different than a judicial foreclosure, which takes months and months. So here's a nice little trivia question for you. And uh, for those, um, if you want to call in, um, chat in or email in to win, uh, we haven't done a trivia question in a very long time, but you can call into one 966 9420 If you want to call in and with the automated system, uh, leave your potential right answer and contact information. So if you win, you know, we can call you back. But here's the trivia question. And that specifically is so, how many days does it take after your payment is due for you to be considered in default in a deed of trust state? I have no idea. Guess 30 days. Thanks for playing. <laughs> so, when you read your loan, when does it say your payment is due?
0: Probably probably on the first of every month.
1: Okay, so if you don't make your payment by the first, we would naturally know that we're in default by the...
0: Second? Ding, 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 ding! 24 hours. Pretty much. Boy, nice. Give you a lot of time to screw up.
1: Now, the fact that they offer you like a grace period or, you know, without like having to um, pay a penalty, like if it's within five days or 15 days or whatever, they'll waive the late fee. That's as a courtesy. You are still in default.
0: Yeah. By
1: day two. Okay, folks,
0: remember that when you're buying in Arizona.
1: Exactly. Um, But most mortgages work the same way, that you're in default, the way that you you resolve it. In a, in a judicial foreclosure state is what's different. Yeah. But usually by day two, you're still in default on any of them. But let's get with our first interview, shall we? And I'd like to interview our first or introduce our first interview from Freedom Fest, and that's Dale Ledbetter. So Dale Ledbetter is an attorney. He is a founding partner of Ledbetter & Associates. It's a law firm which represents claimants from around the world who are victims of investment negligence or abuse. His practice includes representing medical providers in claims against insurance companies, especially regarding enforcement of prompt pay statutes. Uh, prior to opening his law firm, he spent over 30 years in the securities industry, serving as Executive Vice President and Branch manager of Meridian Bank Corp. Securities and as Chief Operating Officer of Countrywide Securities in L.A. He graduated from Rhodes College and earned his J.D. from the George Washington University Law Center. He's admitted to practice in Florida, Tennessee, and the District of Columbia. He's a member of the National Speakers Association, an interesting little tidbit, magician member of the world-famous Magic. Castle in Hollywood, California. He's a Florida delegate to the White House Conference on Small Business, and he is co-author of How Wall Street Rips You Off and What You Can Do to Defend Yourself. And he's here today to talk about this book. Well, actually, he was here in in July when we were at Freedom Fest. So I'd like to replay that interview. So let's take a listen to my interview with Dale Ledbetter. The Wagon Halls here, host of Unlock Your Wealth Radio and Unlock Your Wealth TV, and we are broadcasting live from Freedom Fest, and I'm so excited to be with our next guest because I'm actually surprised he's showing his face on TV because he's author of none other than How Wall Street Rips You Off, Dale Ledbetter. So, Dale, welcome to Unlock Your Wealth Radio. Thank
2: you. Honored.
1: So, how did you... uh, Aren't you afraid to be here and showing your face?
2: Well, you know, it's with close. With all these Wall Streeters? I figure with this title, I'm among friends. Yeah. So, uh, it's been amazing. Probably a hundred people have walked up to me, and not a one of them have said anything bad. Uh, years ago, people would say, oh my gosh, you sue Wall Street. You take you must be one of those terrible lawyers. You're like an ambulance chaser. Times have changed. Now people say, gee, we need more people like you. You're a hero for fighting battles against Wall Street. So more and more, it's uh, easier to show my face.
1: Outstanding. Well, that's good to hear. So how did you come about writing this book? What gave you the idea that this is something that people need to know about?
2: Well, I was actually in the securities business for many years. I was on the other side. But I was always on the institutional side, never dealt with individuals. I retired, started practicing law as a retirement job. People started coming out of the woodwork who had been ripped off individuals. And they couldn't find a lawyer who understood their problems and could help them. And it was like a revelation to me. I began to see what Wall Street was doing to these poor individuals. I got matter and matter and matter, And even when we tried to help them, you couldn't sue them in court. You had to go through arbitration, and it was frustrating. So I wrote a book with a message that the best way to avoid a problem with Wall Street is just not to deal with them in the first place. And that's why the subtitle is so important. It's how Wall Street rips you off and what you can do to defend yourself. And that's what the book is all about. It gives you an uh, investor's bill of rights, a lot of steps, and... Number one is just avoid ever having an account with a Wall Street firm.
1: So what do folks do instead?
2: Well, uh, they should do one of several things. Number one, don't buy mutual funds. The fees buried in those are a complete ripoff. They should only buy index funds from a place like Vanguard or Fidelity and cut fees in every direction. They then should take some of their money and invest in selected, very carefully selected alternative investments. And this conference is a lot about that. There are a lot of alternative investments here. We're actually here talking about one that one of my clients has. And so the combination of index funds, carefully selected alternative investments that are not originated by Wall Street. That's the key to a good alternative investment.
1: Now, is that something that you offer with First Global Capital Financial Services?
2: Yes. First Global Capital is a client of mine there in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, where I practice law. And they are a merchant cash advance firm. And they bring money in from investors. That money, in turn, is used to make advances to merchants and as you probably know, the banks are out of the business. They will not loan money to small businesses. They have no place to go except to merchant at cash advance firms. And it's not a new business. Our company's been around about three years, but the two leaders of the industry, to use as an example, OnDeck originated a billion two in cash advances just last year. And they've been around since 19, or excuse me, since two thousand six. Can Capital they originated a billion. They've been around since nineteen ninety eight. There are about four hundred such firms in America, and for investors, this is the best combination of middle double digit returns with extreme diversification. No more than two and a half percent of any investors' funds are advanced to a single merchant. So it combines good return, safety in the sense that there's great diversification, and the terms are only for nine months. So an investor can get their money back at the end of nine months.
1: And what I like about it is it's helping fund business because one of the toughest things as a business person sometimes can be cash flow. Absolutely. And it just can be something simple like you know all of a sudden you have one vendor that drops out or you have a client that doesn't pay their bill and now your, your cash flow has been compromised and you still have to make payroll. Everybody else expects to get paid and what do you do? So you need to be able to get that money at Resources from somewhere, and you're right. Banks have just kind of given up on small business people, and it's unfortunate because small business is really what drives America. We always focus on the captains of industry when we think of the economy, but you know, small business makes our economy, and we are abusing the uh, individual investor, the individual business person, and the entrepreneur. They're really kind of punished. It's a, a punitive cycle, and so it's a it's it's a great thing that that these folks are able to make that available and for folks to be able to invest in it um, to have that diversity because that's always the key because if one leg of your chair falls out if you've got 20 legs on a chair you're not going to miss one and you'll be able to more than make up for it with the other well thanks so much for being a part of our show today if folks want to get your book where can they find your book?
2: they can go to Amazon outstanding Amazon, that's the second edition it's been updated in several respects and we think they'll really find some helpful guidance. And one last note, this conference is about freedom. What retirees, people now, are struggling for is financial freedom. They can't find it. They can't get good returns without abnormal risk. And dealing with Wall Street, to risk is compounded. This product offers a solution to that. Well, thanks so much for making it available to our
1: viewers. And for Dale Ledbetter, I'm Heather Wagonhals. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. What a great interview, wasn't it? Very nice. Yes. He was so interesting. I wish we, we talked for a lot longer after the formal interview was over and uh-huh. the TV interview that we did. I'm so excited. So we have one more interview coming up, but first... This segment of Unlock Your Wealth Radio is sponsored by who? Oh, dear. myID.org, the only service that actually prevents identity theft. You All know others?
0: That. You know me on the spot. <laughs> worthless. Completely worthless. <laughs> What's your name?
1: Oh, uh, who, who am I today? You're looking for the name tag? <laughs> turning your shirt.
0: What does it say on my name pocket? What's this Yeah. Yeah, uh,
1: name that tune, <laughs> you're the king. <laughs> but anything Absolutely. else? Absolutely. Yeah. We're good. So keepmyid.org is the sponsor of this segment, and it's the only service that actually prevents identity theft. All others are just monitoring services. Put your credit on lockdown with their special offer for Unlock Your Wealth Radio listeners. Just visit unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash keepmyid and click on the link to start protecting your financial future right now. Remember to use promo code WAG. Now I'd like to introduce my next segment here. This is my interview at Freedom Fest with Joanne Skaz, And like I said, that she's one of the co-founders of Freedom Fest and she also runs the Anthem Film Festival. So let's take a listen to my interview with Joanne Skousen. Heather Wagonhalls here, host of Unlock Your Wealth Radio and author of the new book, Money, Credit, and You. And we are standing here in the middle of Freedom Fest. As we kick off Freedom Fest, I am with the founder or one of the co-founders, Joanne Skousen. And we're going to talk a little bit about her pet project here and what's going on at Freedom Fest and what you need to be looking forward to as you come to attend. Welcome to the show, Joanne. Thank you. I'm so glad to have you. So how did you and your husband come up with this?
3: My husband was the president of the Foundation for Economic Education, and it, we started five days before the towers came down in September 20, 2001. And we knew that we might not be able to get people to come to New York for our conferences, so we decided to take the conference on the road. So the original one was called Fee Fest, and it was sponsored by the Foundation for Economic Education. And then after that, we decided to make it more of a private venture, so now we're not a nonprofit organization. We're a hopeful for-profit organization, you know? <laughs> know in the free market if you're going to make a profit or not um, and our idea was to bring together all of the the think tanks the financial gurus the philosophers the politicos um, and also people who are interested in health and wellness technology literature art and bring everybody together under a big tent to talk to each other about what they're doing and what they're learning and and how they can help us. It's very exciting to be here. And so you mentioned
1: art in your list of things. We don't necessarily think about art when we think about freedom. But then when I think of art and music, I think of Shostakovich and what could he have been, Mm. you know, had he not been in a communist society. But you have a baby here that you have launched. And it's so exciting. And I love this piece of Freedom Fest. Tell us about your role as the director of the Anthem Film Festival.
3: We started this six years ago, the Anthem Libertarian Film Festival, because I felt that there was a need for a venue for libertarian filmmakers. One of the reasons you don't see a lot of libertarian films is because Hollywood isn't interested. And so there was no place for them to go. So we provide a location, a venue, and what's been exciting about it is that the more people know about Anthem, the more they're making libertarian films, because they know there is a place to, to display their works. And from there, they've often gone on to get distribution and to make larger films. Uh, I love the fact that I have Anthem alums who come back year after year with new films or just to watch the films. I love seeing them network together. And uh, so we have a great little libertarian enclave here of filmmakers.
1: It's very exciting, and I've seen them grow. so. Just- Just like you said, it's really exciting to uh, be a part of this incredible movement because we as Americans enjoy and deserve our liberty and it's being eroded each and every day. And it's events like this that really make a difference.
3: Well, filmmaking, I find that storytelling is one of the best ways to make a point. And uh, whether it's science fiction or a mystery or a thriller or a drama or a comedy, as we're showing right now, we're watching Love, Gov from First Date to Mandate, which is a parody on the um, the welfare state. Mm-hmm. Um, storytelling has power, and that's what we find in our film festival.
1: So if they're a newcomer to Freedom Fest, what are some of the highlights that they should make sure that they that they can't miss, that must-have
3: We have events? some beautiful, beautiful short narratives. I think everything, which is about a mother's desire, intense passion to keep her daughter alive, but she can't because it's illegal. You'll have to see what that's about. Um, The Return, which is about um, a Filipino woman working in in America and how she's badly treated. We have The Abolitionist, which is also about child sex slavery. And a man who left government work, he used to work for the CIA and Homeland Security, he left that to start his own nonprofit organization called Operation Rescue. And he rescues children around the world who've been kidnapped and sold into slavery. Um, a, A real... Courageous Man. Um, And we have some great little comedies like Love Gov. Um, Wonderful short documentary, Seized, which is about um, civil asset forfeitures. Basically, it's the license to steal. Um, A heartbreaking film called Of Dogs and Men about police officers who shoot pets because they'd rather shoot them than worry about getting bitten. Um, Horrifying film. Uh, We have panels, and John McAfee is one of our panelists for that one because it happened to him. The police killed his dog. Um, So we have some great movies that are lively, informative, interesting, um, heartbreaking, uplifting, inspiring. Well, I
1: am just so thrilled about the work that you are doing here. It really makes a difference. You're right. The most powerful thing that we can do is tell a story if we want to influence folks and share and spread our ideas. So thank you so much. And congratulations. It looks like it's going to be an awesome success this year. It
3: is. I hope you can get by to see some of
1: the films. Oh, absolutely. We've got a list that we're planning on seeing. Great. Thank Thank you. you so much for tuning in. I'm Heather Wagenhausen for Joanne Skousen. Go out and make it a prosperous day.
0: UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2016 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches financial wellness series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com.